In this episode, I'm going to take you through some key stats from Heron Todd White's property report for houses and units around the country. These guys have national valuation firms, so the input into this report is somewhat accurate and relative in the market right now and in various different markets, but I'm gonna show you also why you shouldn't just be looking at the data. So in this clock in front of you, you see peak of market, declining market on the right, then you got the bottom of the market, and then rising markets. So as the clock moves around, that's where the property moves through the cycles. So they think peak of the market, Adelaide, Adelaide Hills, Albany, Alice Springs, you know, you might be familiar with some of those other areas, Toowoomba, Newcastle. They think they're at the peak of the market. I think within some of those markets, there's still some really great opportunities. And I don't think we've seen the peak of the market for some of those areas, but that's not to say the entire market in those areas isn't necessarily at the peak because they, all those areas have had substantial growth. Then you've got a declining market. So they think Brisbane, I'm actually quite shocked by this. I think many parts of Brisbane are not in a declining market, uh, or at least for the better part, they're at least in stagnation um, preparing to boom. I think Brisbane isn't quite the right time just yet, but I think it's getting pretty close personally. Uh, I definitely agree with Ipswich being in a declining market. I definitely agree with these ones. Uh, those are the areas that I know, but you can see those. Then you got approaching bottom of the market, central, central Coast. I still think a lot of parts of Central Coast are probably going to continue to see falls. So they think bottom of the market. So people think, hey, this is the best time to buy in is at the bottom of the market. And you, I don't think you can always predict the exact bottom of the market. Sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. But look, they think overall Geelong, Illawarra, Melbourne, Southern Highlands. That doesn't mean you can buy in any place in in those areas and just think you're you know, at the bottom of the market because there are sub-markets, but this is an overall. I think Sydney is in the start of recovery. I tend to agree with that based on overall Sydney data, but I still think there's plenty of areas in Sydney that are still in declining markets, especially those outskirt areas where affordability is hit quite substantially. And then rising market, look, I definitely agree with many parts of Perth being in rising market, although I do think many parts of Perth are approaching the peak of the market, if not already at the peak of the market, or at least in this mini cycle. Um, so I think Perth, many parts are still in a rising market. I agree with that. I agree with Townsville. Both those markets um, are coming up in all my searches. I uh, agree with Rockhampton. So for the better part, I do agree with most of their reports. Um, approaching peak of the market, you can see Cairns, Kalgoorlie, if you know where that is, Emerald, Mackay, basically regional areas approaching peak of the market. I'd be very, very cautious buying in those regional areas, especially after they've had booms for the last couple of years. So that's with houses, keep in mind. So this is a property clock with houses and you know you can't say one person is 100% right because there are sub-markets within each of these areas. So with units, it's a very similar story. Uh, I won't go through those in as much detail. I don't always like buying units. I think there's a lot more rules that come into play when you do buy units. But if you are developing units and you're looking at retaining them, I personally think that units can be a great investment, providing that you abide by some rules, uh, which have seen units sometimes outperform houses in terms of capital growth. So units can be great for cash flow. They can be really good for capital growth. But a lot of times people buy units of project marketers. They buy them in big complexes where they're not a unique product. So I've given you a couple of hints around units, but I'm gonna to jump to some of the key stats which Heron Todd White talk about for each capital city. 
So take note of all these factors which they talk about, which are pretty substantial factors. I do look at a number of different other factors, not just these ones. So I normally look at about 20 or 30 if I'm really going to look in an area to hold a property, especially long term. So have a look at the rental vacancy. You know, that's a key indicator for what the supply is like. And if you are an investor, whether you're able to rent this property out and rent it out for a premium. So you've got severe shortage of available properties relative to, to demand in Sydney. Keep in mind, this is overall Sydney. You're gonna have some parts which are gonna be in oversupply, although that's pretty hard to believe now. And you're gonna have some parts which are in undersupply. So you can see it's all pretty much the same across every capital city. Uh, so you've got severe shortage, severe shortage across Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide, Perth. Probably no one's surprised by that. And then, you know, Darwin, Canberra, there's still a shortage. Hobart's a balanced market. Hobart is, is a much smaller market than all those other ones. Then you have a look at the rental vacancy trends. So they're saying in Sydney, it's steady. Now, some people would probably disagree with that, especially after I've seen some of those open homes on the news, as some people have seen. But look, there's all sub-markets within each capital city market. You can't just say that 5 million people and however many houses that relates to, a couple of million houses, um, then you can't just say the entire market is steady. But you know this is what, what we're looking at. And I'm going to jump into some areas that I know. In the next slide, I'm going to jump into some areas that I know. And I'll give you my two cents on each one of those. So Sydney, they're saying steady. Melbourne is tightening. I do agree that Melbourne is probably at the bottom or close to the bottom overall. Um, and Melbourne, <clears throat> I think, will have some great growth over the next three to five years. Brisbane, they're saying steady. Rental, rental vacancy trend. Um, I'm actually leasing a couple of properties in Brisbane, and I'd say it's a bit slower than what I thought. Um, it's still relatively tight, but in comparison to what I expected, um, it, it is a bit slower. However, prices haven't really started to move, as in they haven't started to decline. So uh, Adelaide, they're still saying it's tightening overall. Perth is steady. I don't really agree with that. I think Perth is heavily undersupplied, especially for rental properties in the areas that I've seen. Hobart's increasing, supposedly, and you've got Darwin Cairns. So you've got demand for new houses, and this is if you're a developer, if you want to build a new house. Um, I, I would just take that demand for new houses with a grain of salt. It's very suburb-specific and also demographic-specific. You know, what are the people, what are the buyers looking at, or what are the people renting looking at? Are they looking for new houses or old houses? Are you competing with new houses? Uh, I won't go through those. Volume of house sales. This is a big one. When you see volume start to drop off, it's normally not a good sign. When you see volume start to increase substantially, it means that either there's a lot of buyer activity or there's a lot of stock on market. And um, in other other episodes, I'll take you through stock on market and what that looks like for each capital city. Uh, but generally speaking, the stock on market hasn't started to uptick really yet. So we'll see what happens in the later part of the year. I think we will start to see a bit of an uptick in stock on market, but Volume of house sales, they're basically saying steady, steady, steady for Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, and declining for Adelaide, which means there's less volume of house sales. So that could have, be a positive or a negative. It could just mean less stock, or it could be, mean less buyers, because Adelaide, for some parts, are approaching peak of market, I believe. Um, Perth, steady, and then you've got declining for Hobart, <clears throat> steady for Darwin. Canberra is increasing. And then we go through the stage uh, of the property cycle, which I, is what I covered before. So Sydney, uh, Heron Todd White thinks that we're at the start of the recovery. I tend to agree with that relatively within you know the broad Sydney Sydney market. Melbourne, they think, is at the bottom of the market. I think 
we might see the bottom of the market for a bit longer. Brisbane in a declining market. I haven't really seen that in Brisbane. I've seen prices stabilize, but I wouldn't say that they're declining in in many areas. Maybe on the outskirts, they have declined a bit. Adelaide, the same peak of market. <clears throat> Perth, definitely rising market. Um, and Hobart, declining peak and then peak of market. So out of all the capital cities, you know your, your safest bet, which is where most people are going at the moment, is Perth. Um, but I've seen some crazy silly prices that people are paying in Perth. So don't just think you're jumping into a rising market expecting to make money uh, when you pay 10% over the market. So I, I do agree with that generally overall that Perth is in a rising market. Um, but I do think there's some great buying opportunities in other parts of the country. I think there's some really good buying opportunities still in Brisbane. Um, even though they're saying declining markets. And I think Sydney and Melbourne um, are also some really good buying opportunities as well. So that's just on houses. Just the last thing, and I won't cover units just because that's another sub market, but just on a few areas that I know and am familiar with and a few um, smaller regional towns and and also you know near the capital cities. So I just want to talk about Townsville quickly. Townsville has made some really good gains over the last few years. It is a an area, it's sub-regional, it's got something like 150,000 people. Personally, I wouldn't invest in Townsville, that's just my personal circumstance, only because I've seen growth very subdued in Townsville for a long time, and I, and I think that this little peak or little bubble that Townsville is in is probably going to get killed pretty soon. So that's my two cents, I think, for long-term capital growth. It's not an area I personally would invest in just because there's not enough capacity in Townsville. People might say differently. They might talk about industry and all that stuff. People have been talking about industry in Townsville for a long time. Prices there are cheap in comparison to capital cities, but there is a reason for that. So I think if you do or if you are looking at buying in Townsville, you might get some immediate capital growth. Um, but I just think that there's much better areas. So you can see stage of property cycle, it's in a rising market. Uh, volume of house sales is increasing. So again, could be a good or a bad thing depending on the area you're in. Um, and it's got a severe shortage of available properties relative to demand. So that, that means the rental vacancy is really tight there, especially in some areas. So I'm just gonna jump over to Rockhampton because that's where I went to school and I do still own one property in Rockhampton and my family owns a couple of properties there as well, and I completely agree with this. There is a severe shortage of available properties relative to demand. I've seen already that market pick up substantially. Rents are through the roof at the moment. I haven't seen rents as high as what they are in Rockhampton um, since the boom, which was around 2011, 2012, so that mining boom, and then it, it petered off within six months. So these regional areas, like Townsville, like Rockhampton, you know, 100, 150, 200,000 people, they can get oversupplied really quickly. So this severe shortage of available rentals, that can get oversupplied, and I, I witnessed it before in Rockhampton, that oversupply within a six-month time frame. And the demand can dry up really quickly in those areas as well. So you might have this severe undersupply of rental properties, and the demand may halve literally overnight if a mine gets shut down or if an industry gets shut down or people need to move back to the capital cities for work or for higher paid work, which I think is going to be a trend we're going to see ongoing for the next couple of years. Uh, again, rental vacancies... Uh, steady, I would say they're really, really tight in Rockhampton. Uh, demand for new houses is strong because there, there is none and there's no, there's not been much land that's been released. So that's my 
My synopsis on Rockhampton completely agree with Heron Todd White on nearly everything that they say in here. And they do a lot of valuations around the country. So, you know, it's it's fair to say that these these market updates that they provide in these reports are going to be pretty accurate across the board or very accurate. And I think if you're going to be arguing to the contrary, you need to have some pretty substantial evidence to back it up. But these guys are doing live valuations of sold properties for a lot of banks, um, as well as as well as private valuations. But a lot of Heron Todd White's work that I've been involved with has been for the banks. They're on a lot of bank panels, so they get a lot of insight, data, information. As long as they're reporting it uh, accurately, which it seems to be that they are. So Emerald, personally, uh, I would stay away from these sorts of areas. Emerald, Mining Town, heavily based. Gladstone, same thing. I've worked in Gladstone for a number of years, so I know that market and I've seen it go really high and I've seen it go really, really low and a lot of people go broke. Um, So I think all those markets, personally, I would steer clear of. Sunshine Coast, um, after living in the Sunshine Coast for a couple of years, I've seen the different market cycles within Sunshine Coast, so um, I can talk to this a lot more thoroughly. So I agree there's a a shortage of available properties relative to demand, um, but I think that there's a lot of supply coming for Sunshine Coast, especially affordable supply. So where the Sunshine Coast has has gone with rental rates is just phenomenal. Um, It's to the point where it's actually more expensive or a lot more expensive. And Brisbane's, uh, sorry, Gold Coast is the same. It's a lot more expensive relative to Brisbane. So it's a lot cheaper to live in and around Brisbane where there's more jobs than it is to live in the Sunshine Coast, especially anywhere near the beach. So I agree with that. Uh, I don't really, I haven't really seen the rental vacancy tightening. I've actually seen the opposite. Generally, I've I've seen rental uh, properties actually becoming more available as people move back to the capital cities. Uh, demand for new houses, I would say that it's actually quite actually high. I wouldn't say it's fair. I'd say it's very high because a lot of properties are old. And then the other one is a stage of property market cycle. I would say starting to decline. I would say that it's already in decline. It's already been in that decline for a little bit of time already. However, in saying that, uh, there's still some really weird sales that have happened and generally it's probably interstate buyers, but there's been some weird sales that have happened where it looks like the market's actually still moving and those weird sales are normally the high, in the higher end. That's my two cents on Sunshine Coast. While we're talking about the coastal areas, uh, I know Gold Coast market to an extent. Um, I agree with the severe shortage of available properties relative to demand. Definitely agree with that. I would not agree that the rental vacancy trend is tightening from what I've seen. I would say it's actually similar to Sunshine Coast in that there's more properties becoming available to lease. Uh, generally, that's been my experience. Uh, the What else? The volume of house sales is steady. I would say that that's declining. The, the number of volume of house sales looks like it's declining and properties sitting on the market. Um, and the stage of property cycle. I would definitely agree with that. It's starting to decline. I've already started to see it in the luxury market for the last six months, maybe a bit longer, that it has declined. But again, there's still been some weird sales where if somebody wants a house and it might be $5 million, $10 million, $20 million house, if somebody wants that house, they pay it. So there's been some really weird, really expensive sales um, that I've seen on the Gold Coast, which I've I've been quite shocked by that somebody's paid that much, but if they really want the house and they've got the money, they're going to pay it. And generally, once buyers start to get over that two to $3 million mark, it's normally mostly cash, so they don't have to go to the bank for a loan. So that's my Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast synopsis. Brisbane, 
the main capital city. We went through that before. I generally agree with what they're saying. However, I don't think Brisbane overall is in a declining market from what I've seen. I'd say it's a pretty steady market and there are some tightly held areas which are probably still in decline um, just due to, again, people needing somewhere to live. They've got the money to spend on the property and if they really want the property, they're just going to pay for it. So that may not be the case everywhere in every Brisbane area. And at the moment, a lot of the property prices does come down to or do come down to affordability. So I will do in another section an affordability analysis and I'll show you every capital city and what the affordability ratio looks like. So I think it's a contest or contest now for property prices with affordability. If people can afford to pay it, they'll pay it. If they can't afford to, then they're not going to. And that's going to be demographic specific. That's going to be suburb specific. And I think there's really a two speed market at the moment. And I think that that will unfold even further uh, as we go into like this, the later part of the year where you've got people that are really struggling to pay their mortgages and pay for the inflated cost of goods. And then you've got the other people that do have the money that are sitting on a lot of equity or a lot of cash and they just want somewhere to live that's nice. Like, you know, there might be the baby boomer generation where they might have sold out of Sydney or Melbourne that moved up to Brisbane or they're just sitting on, you know, cash, equity, whatever that whatever that is. So I do think that there's really a two-speed economy here and I think the majority of people are in that affordability as in needing a loan. If you have a look at the, the loan ratio, there's a lot of people that have paid off their home, but there's also a lot of people that need to buy a home with a mortgage. And that will be very demographic and very area specific uh, to each area and you know the, the demographic, the income that people earn in those areas, whether they've paid them off, that can change quite substantially suburb to suburb. If you've got an, a suburb or on the outskirts of a capital city where it's first home buyers, 99.9% of first home buyers are gonna get a loan. If you've got an inner city suburb that's been there for a long time and people have owned their homes for 30 years, most of those homes are gonna be paid off from the original owners because those 20 or 30 year mortgages, they've got them paid off and they might be sitting on a million or $2 million property that's fully paid off. So I hope that's given you an insight into what the property market's doing. You can download this report if you wish. This is only my opinion on this report from what I'm seeing on the ground in various different markets. Um, but Heron Todd White, very highly respected firm and I do respect the time and effort that's gone into this report. It is 100 pages long if you wanna look up your specific area, but I wouldn't take you know what this report is saying and, and buy a property on that basis alone. I think it's a good starting point, but then I think You've really got to dive into certain suburbs specifics as well as the the data at that point in time and then what it's looking like it's doing over the next whatever, 6, 12 months and beyond that. Thanks for watching. If you like this video, let me know and subscribe for more.